Hey y'all, um, welcome back to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am your host, Godzilla. That's who I'm going to be today. I will be Godzilla. And if you don't know who Godzilla is, we got to have some conversations on why um, you don't know who Godzilla is. Great movies, great comics, terrible cartoons. <laughs> Let's just go there. Terrible cartoons. But Godzilla, King of the Beast. Um, king of all of them. That's who Godzilla is. Check it out. If you can quote me something good from a Godzilla movie, I will buy you a drink this weekend. Um, I'll be out and about. So, you know, you can get a little intoxicated off my dollar. Um, but thank you for coming back and listening. Um, I say it all the time without y'all. This show is not possible. I appreciate all the support and all the love I've been getting in my emails and just everybody just being you, being unapologetically black and loving it. These blackity black, black, black ass emails I'm getting that I just love. Um, so, you know, of course, to reach out to me, you can do through all of the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or Lifestyle GBB. Um, I'll come up on all fronts. And if you want to check out my personal page that's available too, just at AJ Vandertunt and you'll find me. Honestly, just type in Vandertunt and boom, you got it. Uh, or if you want to reach out to the show by email, feel free to do so. Email address is going to be lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle G as in gay, B as in black, B as in boy at gmail.com. Um, today I will give you a curse word limit because in honor of Frederick Douglass, who, uh, gave a great fiery speech on July 5th, 1852, you can curse at me five times. You get five curse words and then from there I'm no longer reading. Um, whoever called me Meekrob, you know who you are. That was a good one. Meekrob is the nasty stuff that's served at some restaurants. So I'm not going to say it's nasty. I just don't care. I don't care for it. Um, but I loved being insulted by food. If you can insult me by food names, I'm here for it. All of it. <clears throat> but all right, y'all. So let's get this show started. Um, I want to start off with something. And I started off by talking about Frederick Douglass because... I posted on my social medias that please don't ask me if I'm celebrating the 4th until it's not truly a day of liberty and freedom until all black lives matter. And that's true for me. That's very true for me. Um, but Frederick Douglass, he gave a speech, the speech that he gave on July 5th, 1852. It was about the declaration of the patriotic hypocrisy that occurs in this country. July 4th, of course, we know is Independence Day, the day we're independent and everything's all good. Freedom, yeah. Douglas started his speech with a question. And that question is, what to the slave is the 4th of July? Let that sink in. What to the slave is the 4th of July? Later in his speech, he says, the 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice. 
I must mourn. I just want to sum that up. Sum that up for you. The 4th of July has been celebrated for 244 years in this country. It was 44 days after George Floyd was lynched on camera for all of us to see. And Frederick Douglass asked a question when it comes to the 4th of July. What is, what to the slave is the 4th of July? And just think about that for a minute. We bring George Floyd into it because we watch this man be lynched on television, on your phones, in the media. We've seen print pictures of it. We've seen it in music videos, which I think is very distasteful. I don't need to see that happening in a video. We know what happened. But we're mourning the death of this man who was murdered, lynched in front of the entire nation to see. And you expect me to celebrate freedom and liberty? That is the complete opposite. He was not free. He was convicted and executed based on the color of his skin and the officers who were there. What about that screams freedom? Nothing. Nothing at all. And we're in a very different point of time and time period in this country. But Frederick Douglass also asked the question, and it was a bold question. And he said, are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in the Declaration of Independence that's extended to us? Now think about the direct Declaration of Independence was a document that the white, I guess we could call them founding fathers of this nation, sent to England because they wanted to be independent. They said, no, you don't have a right to rule us because we're our own sovereign nation. We are our own place. But when that was written, I still wasn't considered a full human. I would have still been considered property. So this whole declaration of independence and Independence Day, I still wasn't considered a full person. I was property for somebody. I could be beaten, whipped, sent to jail, killed, lynched, just because I didn't listen. And there'd be people standing around smiling and taking pictures to my body hanging from a tree or my body being burnt on a fire. So what are we really celebrating here when it comes to July 4th? Why should somebody who is black in this country be happy that it's July 4th? You know, on top of that, I hear all of the time, all of the time, my ancestors fought for your freedom. Your ancestors are the reason why we were slaves in the first place. Let's just go back to that. But the next part of it, you say that your ancestors fought for my freedom, for me to have the right to protest. Then why am I being attacked when I protest? Why am I being threatened when I protest? Why are people being killed for protesting? So think about that. Are we truly independent? Do we truly have the independence that you so valiantly say your family fought for? Or is it just for you? I'll leave it there. I'll leave it on the table. But feel free to message me about it because I have all the time today. I have all of it. But I just want to just bring that up because... 
this past weekend, um, I did not celebrate the 4th. Um, I had a great time with my friends and uh, long distance and close friends. Uh, some of my friends went to a cookout at a friend's house and I was there in spirit. And then I ended up going to a casino and just spent the weekend there with friends. I didn't have to hear any annoying ass fireworks and I didn't have to hear anybody talking about the 4th of July. It was very nice because it was a moment just to reflect and see where we're at in this country. And it's a moment to touch base with yourself. You have to touch base with yourself at some point in this very tumultuous period that we're in. Because if you don't, you may end up losing yourself to the fight. Which, I'm not saying that in a negative way. But you do have to remember, even while you're fighting, at some point you have to take a small break and check on yourself and make sure you're still good. Because just like a boxer, you get up round after round after round, you're getting hit. But those people in your corner, they're there to make sure like, hey, can you continue fighting? Maybe you need some extra water. Maybe we're going to have to get the swollenness away from your eye. Maybe we're going to have to try and apply something to help with the bruising that you're having. And it's okay to take that moment and sit down. But it's also important to make sure you stand back up and get back into it. Um, Just because you get beat up doesn't mean it's time to call it quits. But I feel like all of this that I'm looking at right now, um, it's coming to a point that I want to bring up. And this is for the local people who live in my area. If you live in Rochester, New York, and you're not aware, one of our statues of Patrick Douglas was vandalized and ripped off of its podium and essentially destroyed. Um, And this was done most likely by white people. Um, I can't say for sure it was white people because I don't know their faces, but it just screams of racism the way it was done. And you're upset. You're upset. You're upset because your monuments are being taken down. But let me just make it clear for you because there's a difference and hopefully somebody who causes vandalism listens to this podcast. Frederick Douglass did not stand for slavery. Frederick Douglass did not fight to enforce slavery. Frederick Douglass did not drag people behind trucks or cars or hang them from trees or murder them or rape them. Frederick Douglass didn't do any of that. Frederick Douglass was another black man who stood up and said, I'm here to fight for the injustice. I'm here to change the world. So my I guess we could say ancestors and my people who are coming down the line after me don't have to keep dealing with what you have made me deal with. The Confederate statues that are being taken down, those stood for the Confederacy. The Confederacy was part of the United States, but then decided to succeed from the, uh, secede from the Union because they wanted the right to keep slaves. So many times we hear rhetoric and we hear people say, oh, they were just fighting for choice. They were fighting for freedom and they were fighting for their liberties. They were fighting for the choice to keep slaves. That is what they were fighting for. They weren't fighting for their farmland because nobody was coming to take their farmland. They weren't fighting to keep themselves alive because nobody wanted to kill them. They were fighting to have the right to continue having slaves. So when you see that Confederate uh, Confederate flag or you see that Confederate statue, 
that is remembering and reminding us of the history of slavery. That is what that is. That is the history that people are so intent on protecting, the history of slavery, and not protecting it as this is history, so we never repeat it again. This is what they're saying. They're saying we're protecting the history of the good fight, the good old boys out here fighting. We're protecting the liberty and choice of America. Again, the choice they fought for back then was slavery. That's what they fought for. So to see people screaming and yelling and saying that this is what it is and no, it has nothing to do with slavery, they're just clueless. They're clueless and they need education. But unfortunately, their political lines, their race, or their just flat out denial of the truth is what is hard for them to understand. They can't get past that, so they don't believe it. Now, it also doesn't help that this past weekend, the person who rents the White House right now held two rallies. One rally was on July 3rd at Mount Rushmore, and the other was at the White House on the 4th of July. At the Mount Rushmore rally, I did not watch the whole thing, but you have to hear what the bigots and racists and xenophobes are saying so you know how to protect yourself against the mess that they're putting out there. But essentially, the statements came to that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist movement, that Black Lives Matter is leftist. If you're not familiar with leftist, leftist is a buzz term that Republicans and people use to discount the theories of people saying, hey, Black Lives Matter, there's racial inequality, there's wealth inequality in our country. Saying these things would con- would make you a leftist person in the bigots and the deniers' minds. But so he's saying that the goal of Black Lives Matter is to destroy the country, to take away your homes, to uh, indoctrinate your children, to hurt you, to cancel you if you don't agree, which is actually not true. Um, it's not about canceling people that don't agree. The canceling comes into play for people who are out there to hurt black lives. Let's be clear about that. Um, but so he gave the speech. And then not even a day later, we have a video that surfaces of a woman and a man um, in California. I think it was Martin, California, who saw a Black Lives Matter mural that was painted on the road. And it was only painted for about an hour, and they came with black paint to try and paint over it. And as they're doing that, people are confronting them, and they're saying, hey, why are you doing this? You keep saying that lives matter, lives matter, and that there's no racism and there's no hate, but why are you covering up something that says black lives matter? Like, it makes no sense. Your words are contradicting your actions right then and there. And then the woman who has the paint roller, who's rolling, she says, racism isn't real. It's all a lie. It's all leftist and it's all political. Racism doesn't exist, especially not here. Keep that shit in New York because it doesn't happen here in California. Racism is not real. And then her idiot, probably inbred boyfriend who's next to her and he's recording, I think, on his phone. He has on a Make America Great Again hat and then a Trump 2020 shirt on. And he says, 
you need to learn about the Emancipation Proclamation and you need to learn about the real history because racism isn't real. There's no racism and the Emancipation Proclamation, that'll explain everything, how I'm not racist. And it's like, buddy, you just sound like you haven't even gone to the school that your people teach to people. Like, you haven't even gone through your education system if you're making that statement. None of it makes sense. But this is the ignorance on full display that's going to be used to say that racism doesn't exist. This is the ignorance that's going to be on full display that is going to make it so people say no. What Trump said is real, that all of this is fake and it's just the media. The media is causing all the racism. And none of that is true. None of that is true. But when you have blissful idiots who just want to follow a man who's going to make sure that they maintain the status quo, they're going to keep doing it. The reason why a lot of people, especially Trump supporters who are white, are refusing to believe the truth are refusing to accept that these things are happening and want to blame it on the media or blame it on the fact that cameras exist. They're doing that because they know right now the leadership that's in place. And when I say leadership, I say that in air quotes because God, he's not a leader. Uh, They know if he stays where he's at, their lives don't have to change at all. But once he's gone... Your racism, you don't have a racism at the helm of the ship anymore. I mean, I don't know much about Joe Biden, but you don't have at least the Trump racist at the wheel leading the country anymore. Now, that's where I'm going to stop that at because I'm not devoting any more time to a waste of life like that. Um, There's a few other things that I actually do want to talk about that are going to be very important. One, Kanye West says he's going to run for president. I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. Kanye West says he's going to run for president. (sighs) While I do not want to vote for Joe Biden, I refuse to vote for Kanye. Um, I don't care whatever statements he's issued or he said that when he was supporting Trump, it was all a hoax and it was him trolling and all these things. And... His wife, Kim Kardashian, I appreciate everything she's doing for prison reform. But Yarn, no. No, 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 no. No. Not only is this going to end up dividing the Democratic vote, which can only screw us in the end, just vote for Joe Biden. I know. It's like voting for a turd sandwich. I know. It's like voting for sweaty gym socks. I know. I'd rather have Joe Biden than Donald Trump. I'd rather have Joe Biden than Kanye West. Um, It is air apparent that it will only get worse. It will only get worse. I love the fact that Kanye wants to run for president. I love the fact that he's a black man who wants to put a black man back in the White House. But you're not the one. You're not the one... Sometimes you got to listen to your auntie at the picnic who's like, hey, baby, come over here and sit on down. I know you want to give your opinion, but you don't know what you're talking about. Like you just come over here, sit on down and maybe let's learn something first before we try this. Let's learn some more and let's just chill. Uh, 
oh man, when I saw that, that was crazy. And just the people who are out there who are listening to me, I, I get it. Joe Biden is, ugh. I, I throw up in my mouth every time I say his name. But we can't divide our vote and vote for Kanye. We can't. Because that's going to split the votes. And then that's still going to allow the racist who is already there to get a majority vote. Um, I can't stand it. But along the lines of voting, if you haven't seen in the news, which I think is very amazing, the Supreme Court did pass a ruling that the Electoral College voters can be punished if they go against the popular vote of their state. Now, the popular vote, the popular vote is when me and you go out and vote. We go to the polls, we vote. And then the Electoral College is supposed to honor the popular vote of their state and cast the vote on their end for the person who won the popular vote. There have been small situations where that has not occurred. And people have been threatened or attempted to be punished. But now there's actually full ruling on it from the Supreme Court that says these people can be punished. Jail time, imprisonment, fines, and things that can be put against them and opposed against them for not respecting the popular vote of their state. The popular vote is the voice of the people. Now, I think we should abolish the Electoral College altogether. I think it's only garbage, it's only trash, it makes no damn sense. If we're going to do a true voting system, that means each individual vote counts of each person. Not based on the number in the state and whatever math they do to finagle this Electoral College, which really rigs the elections for people. But it should just be based on the vote of the American person. Collect every single ballot, collect every single vote, and then that determines who is the president and everything further down from there. That's what it should be. So just going to tell you that in my little high horse for a minute. But I am loving that this ruling was passed because now we can start holding these bastards accountable. Um, On top of that, as we're voting this year, please don't forget that your Senate vote, your congressman vote, politicians in your local area, those are just as important, if not more important, than the presidential vote, which you have seen this year. If you've been in a state that has gone through a lockdown that was not controlled by the presidency, that was controlled by your local elected officials. So if you don't like it, you have the power to change that. Your vote locally is so much more important than just the national vote. So please don't forget the importance of that, especially when it comes to the Senate. Those are going to be your local elected officials, the congresswomen and congressmen. Those are your local elected officials who are representing your state. So you have the ability to change the people who are in there. We have the ability to win the House back right now. I'm sorry, win the Senate back. The House is already a majority Democrat. The Senate right now is Republican. We have the ability to take that back. If you don't like Moscow Mitch the bitch, we can vote him out. If you don't like Lindsey Graham, vote his ass out. It's not easy to get people to vote, but it's one of the most valuable things that we have in this country is the power to vote. So please make sure you get out and vote. Please, 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 please. Uh, Another thing that I came across in the media, in the news, um, and this was national news, not local news. National news, uh, President of Brazil, Bolsonaro, has COVID-19. 
Um, I am not going to celebrate the fact of him having COVID-19, but I do want to talk about him for a minute because Bolsonaro models himself after Trump and Trump praises Bolsonaro, especially for his response to the coronavirus, which with COVID-19 or the coronavirus, Bolsonaro has made it very clear that he does not believe it was a national health crisis. He did not believe that it was important to address. He did not believe that it was something that was going to destroy Brazil. And he did not encourage PPE or personal protective equipment like masks. He did not encourage these things. He did not encourage shutting down things. He now has COVID-19 after denying it wasn't serious. And then saying when he did get sick earlier this year that he just had a little cold and that's all it was. And now, of course, following the same lines that Trump did, now that he has contracted uh, COVID-19, he is trying hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin to beat the virus, which has not been proven as an effective treatment method. It has actually been disproven in many cases. Um, But Donald Trump was also taking it. And, you know, unfortunately, it didn't go the way that, you know, some people it did. But this is just another thing to look at. These people, these men who are in power, who have denied the seriousness of this disease, who have denied the seriousness of the deaths, who have denied that all of these cases are happening, not just because we test more, but because we are not following basic social distancing healthy guidelines. Now you have it. You have it after denying it for all this time. Uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, you don't have it, but you see your state is going through a fucking crisis because you refused to acknowledge the fact that wearing masks is important. Wearing a mask is not about being political as much as they want to politicize it. Wearing a mask is human decency. Not only are you protecting yourself, you're protecting other people just in case you happen to be a carrier. You can still talk through the mask. You can still breathe through the mask. You can still see. Wearing a mask is not taking away your civil liberties. It's not taking against your rights. And the people who are out there are saying, it's my body, my choice. Okay. It's your body, it's your choice. But if they say you can't come into the store, it's their store, it's their choice. Why are you fighting? Why are you mad? Why are you angry that they're saying, no, we're refusing you service because we like to have the mask on in here. Has nothing again to do with politics. It's about personal choice that y'all keep shouting and screaming about. You keep shouting and screaming about personal choice, but when somebody else exercises their personal choice, all of a sudden they're wrong. And this is the double speak and this is the double think that is happening because the person who happens to be the president of the United States right now speaks the same way. We heard back in 2015, he denounced the Confederate flag, said he would take it down. But now you're fighting about NASCAR having the flag down. You're upset that people are taking down Confederate monuments. You're upset that people are saying that the Confederacy is evil. But I mean, I guess... Just like somebody who just wants to get anything they want and they're willing to sell their soul for it, you're doing the same thing. So, but just to get back to Bolsonaro, um, he has now contracted COVID-19. I don't know his condition as far as if he's deteriorating or not, 
but it is a little bit of vindication to say, hey, you denied everything about this virus, but now you have it. It's striking close to home and you've got to do it. All right, so I'm going to take a little break. We're going to make a little coins and I will be back. All right, y'all, I am back and refreshed. So the next thing I want to get into, um, this is going to be just something I want to talk about. So, I appreciate all the things I've been seeing about uh, Black actors now playing Black voices in animated series. I appreciate seeing, uh, uh, you know, certain things like revamping of, uh, what is it, Not Gone with the Wind, whatever that racist movie was that they had. Uh, You know, I'm not even going to answer the movie. I appreciate seeing these gestures of taking things that could have been questionable, that could have been racist, that maybe were insensitive, that did not age well in media and outlets and stuff and changing them. I do appreciate that. It is nice to see them, but I need everybody out there to know that that is not the fight that we are fighting for. Yes, we know shows have been racist and problematic, but we've known that forever. We've known that forever. What I care about is getting justice for the people who have been killed this year. Tony McDade, who was killed by police officers, a transgender man, transgendered man, who was killed by police officers. And of course, the video does not match what they have accused him of, of being violent and aggressive. Shot and killed by police officers and nothing has happened. Richard Brooks, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, I want to see justice for these people. I want to see an actual court case happen with a conviction. I want to see the people who murdered each one of these individuals behind bars for the rest of their life. I want to see full change in the police department. I want to see as we defund the police, that money goes to actually help black and brown people. That's what I want to see. Disney, I don't give a fuck if you put something off a Splash Mountain. I've never gotten on the ride and I've never seen the movie that that's correlated to. I have no desire about it. I don't care about a character on a cartoon right now. I don't care about that. The cartoon isn't killing anybody. Splash Mountain isn't killing anybody right now. It is great to acknowledge that you have made missteps and it is great to acknowledge that you were just tone deaf or just fucking racist by whatever you created. But the only reason why you're changing that is because you don't want to be canceled. You're only looking back at your catalog of things because you're like, hey, well, if somebody comes across this and then I see the video on uh, IG or Twitter and all of a sudden it starts saying cancel Disney, then we're afraid we're going to start losing that money. But if you really want to affect change, companies like Disney, Viacom, um, those big names out there who essentially rule all of the media that we end up taking in, you have the power to actually do real change. If you say, okay, we don't stand with racism, we don't stand with police brutality, you have the influence enough to go and lobby in Congress and say, hey... We want to make this police reform bill inclusive with everything that stands with the Black Lives Matter movement. And until that's done, we're not putting any more money in your pockets. 
If you're not familiar with it, lobbyists, the people who get paid to influence our government officials and legislation, laws, and bills that they make, they're most likely sponsored by these massive companies like Disney, um, like the food processing companies like Hormel and uh, Smithfield, uh, like Viacom, those big things that are out there, um, those big entities that just pretty much rule everything that we see on television, that we do in our daily lives, they have the ability to cause this influence of change. But you're not doing that. What you're doing is you're making sure that you can still make a profit off of something without somebody having the ability to cancel you. But to the people out there who are standing for the canceling, um, I'm not even going to say cancel culture because cancel culture has gotten a negative connotation to it. I don't think it's negative to say, okay, I'm just not going to support this anymore. Um, We live in a, uh, what is the word? Capitalist society. So my dollar is what's important to you. So if I see that you've already done something racially insensitive or just something that's flat out bigoted and racist, and I don't want to spend my coins with you anymore, that's my right to choose. That's not a bad thing. That has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter being a leftist terroristic movement that's saying, I'm not giving you my coins anymore, girl, because you know what? You keep hitting me in the face with motherfucking cream pies, and the only cream pie I like is in the bedroom. So I don't know what we got going on here, girl. Let's fix it. But these massive companies out here, either reason why I don't support you, why I don't stand for you, is because you have the power to affect the change that you so vehemently and adamantly say that you stand for. You say you stand for it, but yet you won't do anything outside of the realm of making sure that your media does not cause you to get canceled. So I don't want that. I want to see true justice out here. I want to see true reform. Um, If you are in Rochester, New York, I'm going to say it again, uh, my area here, we are now, or at least soon to be having, all police discipline records uploaded online to the internet for anybody in our city to access. The veil of secrecy is disappearing. Our movements have made change. Now, this isn't where it stops, but we have affected true change. Very, very, very happy about it. Um, the plan to have them together, the disciplinary records will be put public online in a database. And this is coming to the repeal of Section 50A from New York State Civil Service Law last month. Oh, you know, we kept saying, Danny and I in our other podcast, and I've said it before, we need to repeal 50A. 50A was literally a law that kept the public from seeing police records, whether it was for disciplinary things or even for positive things. Now that that law is repealed, these records are going to be made public. And now we can start truly going after the bad ones in the precincts, the bad ones in the public safety services, the bad ones who are out here who we know should not be on the street. We know they shouldn't be out here. Now we have your proof, the proof that you have written in your own records to say, hey, bitch, we're here. So come on, let's go pack up your little locker because you don't need to be out in these streets anymore. I love it. Um, It's so great to see. This was like the 
nice Twinkie I've been waiting to eat. I don't eat Twinkies, but I mean, if you like Twinkies, there you go. It's just good to see. It's something that's making me very excited that change is coming and all these protests, these march, getting pepper sprayed and almost beat up. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, with that being said as well, um, the March on Washington, August 28th, it's still happening. This is in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Memorial. Um, it is still happening. August 28th, 2020, Washington, D.C. I will be there. I will be there and we're going to be there. The National Action Network they have their website. They have links for the march so you can see it. Um, and the march is going to be the 57th anniversary of the historical march on Washington, D.C., where Martin Luther King delivered his I Have a Dream speech. So we're going to be there. Uh, Danny and I will be there. Marco, who's been on podcast with me, he will be there. We're going to be there. Come there. Show up. And we are going to show the fuck out. The more of us who are there, the less they can deny. Now, I don't know what's going to happen when we get there. So come prepared for anything. Have your protest kit ready. Have protest buddies. Do not go to a protest alone. You never know what's going to happen. And of course, there's going to be anti-protesters who are out there. And they're the ones who are violent. Those are the ones who are going to be walking around probably with their guns and their Make America Great Again hats. They are violent, they are destructive, and they are very unstable people. So when you go, go with somebody and never go off alone. Never. All right? Um, but that's just some of the things in the media that I want to talk about. I'm going to devote the last part of this podcast to the company called Naughty Dog. Um, I'm going to talk about The Last of Us Part 2, and there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. So if you don't want to know about the game, stop right now. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to stop the podcast because I am going to talk about the game and there will be spoilers. So 10 seconds starting now. All right, 10 seconds are up. So, The Last of Us Part Two, Naughty Dog. You have made me angry, upset, ready to fight, frustrated, anxious, sad, and happy all at the same time with this damn game. So, if you are not familiar with The Last of Us, The Last of Us is a game that follows two characters. The first part followed a character named Joel and a girl he's trying to transport to stop a virus that is killing people and turning them essentially into these zombie-esque creatures. Um, and she is immune. He's trying to get her to safety so they can develop a cure. Ellie is the girl that he's transporting. And by the end of the first game, you find out that in order to make the cure, they have to kill Ellie. Now, we built a relationship with Ellie. She's amazing, and we've saved her, and she's saved herself from some serious things. So, of course, Joel develops a relationship with Ellie. Like, that's his daughter. 
He doesn't want to let her get killed. So he breaks her out of the hospital that he took her to where they were going to create the vaccine and ends up killing a majority of the staff. This transitions to the second part of the game because there are some themes in The Last of Us that ring true, that violence only breeds more violence and revenge only breeds more revenge. So we started the game with Ellie and we're playing as her and we get to a moment where Joel is killed. Um, He is killed by another main character in the game named Abby. Abby kills Joel because Joel killed Abby's father in the first game. He was the doctor that you end up killing to save Ellie. So Abby's had a vendetta this whole entire time. Then the game progresses, and I'm not going to go further into the details of the game at this point, but the game progresses where you actually end up playing as Ellie and Abby. Now, I cannot tell you, Naughty Dog, that this was genius to do. Even for somebody like me, who I hate Abby with a passion because she killed Joel. I hate her. I hate her with every fiber in my being. But I understand why she did it. She wanted revenge. And I've been there in my life where I've wanted revenge to that point that I was willing to do anything to get it. But they make her play and make us play as her. They make us play as Ellie. And you watch as these stories develop as Ellie's trying to get to Abby to get revenge. And Abby is going on with her life after getting her revenge on Joel. And it leads to a bunch of death and destruction and mayhem. Um, All of that was so well written. So well acted. The voice actors in this game, amazing. The action elements of this game, amazing. I can't even speak it enough to just say how amazing all of it is. Because it all just ties in and relates so seamlessly with each part of the story that you just get enveloped and gross in it and you develop things for these characters. Now, I see why they wanted us to play as Abby because even though Abby kills Joel, we see the struggle that Abby ends up going through just being a character in the game. Where to the point, by the end of it, Abby has gone through hell because Abby is seeing what I have done as Ellie to her friends and family. And as it progresses, you learn more and more about each character and what they're going through and relationships that are developing and ending all at once. It's beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see. It is so well written and is so amazing. This game gets a five-star rating for me as one of the best games I have ever played. I bought my PlayStation 4 years ago for the first Last of Us, because I only played about one chapter when my brother had the game on his PlayStation, and then I was sold. I was like, oh, I've got to get this game, and I have to see what it's all about, and I have to beat it. Then ever since then, I've been waiting for this part two to come out, and Naughty Dog, y'all did not disappoint. Naughty Dog, all I'm going to say is, yes, daddy, please. I can't wait for you to give me more. I'm on my knees begging for a facial full of your game content. 
I just want you to squirt your megabytes on my face. Go ahead and give me some DLC down my throat. I'm all about it. So good. Um, the game is amazing. And I'm not going to go further into the game because I still want people to play it and understand what it's about and feel the emotions and feel that goes along with it. But it is a deep game. It is a deep game. Even when I tried to replay it yesterday, I turned on the game and I just got to the opening scene where Joel plays a song for Ellie. And I was in tears crying. Tears were streaming down my face because even though they're pixels, they can pull the emotion out of you. And it is good. So Naughty Dog, all that, I'm saying all of this to say, take my money. I'm here for it. I will double fist y'all if you need me to. I mean, if we need to have like a little smackdown to get a new game, I'm here for it. Pound my gamer pussy. That's all I need to say. <laughs> so um, this is going to be this week's episode. Um, I want to thank you for listening to my shitty ass show. And I appreciate all the love that y'all keep sending my way. Um, it's just more and more that I just love. I love to hear about it. And I love to talk about it. Um, I am going to get back to our HIV segments. Uh, I know I have taken a little break from those, but we're going to get back to them. And we're going to have some good discussion and conversation about it. But if you would like to contribute to the show, please feel free to do so by reaching to me out on the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Also feel free to email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. I'll be sure to check it all out and see what you have to say. I've gotten some good questions in there. So another mailbag episode is coming your way. I don't know why y'all enjoy them half the time i'm pretty sure i'm giving y'all terrible advice so just a disclaimer if i give you something that doesn't work out just know that a majority of me is entertainment not success <laughs> but thank y'all for listening and if you enjoyed the show please like rate it comment on whatever app you're listening to share it with your friends your family share it with the person who isn't wearing a mask because sometimes they just need to hear somebody else say bitch put on a mask but i'll talk to you soon Bye.